Hi, everyone, and welcome to MSTA Presents. Uh, like I said last week, we have uh, several new shows in a row. I knew that we we had a, a spot there where there were a few weeks that we missed, but we're, we're back. And th- so throughout October, we're going to be talking to several interesting people. And this week, we get the opportunity to speak with Tara Martin. And Tara is going to be with us at convention. We'll hear uh, from her during the keynote. We'll hear from her during the deep dive and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second. But Tara is an author. She's a speaker, educator, mom, wife, several several different roles, many of the same roles that uh, listeners, our listeners have as well. So Tara, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. I, I wanted to talk a little bit, first of all, about your, your background in, in education. I mean, you've had several different varied jobs in education. I think our listeners will be interested to find out kind of where you're coming from and then kind of where you are now in in your career. Okay, awesome. So I started out as a classroom teacher, absolutely loved teaching in the classroom, so much fun. I once I started teaching, I just knew like I was born for this. <laughs> it was the first day and I I I knew right away like this is what I was born to do. And um Later, by my administrators, just was encouraged to jump into a leadership academy that was offered by Kansas State University. Super excited about joining that. And it gave me that bug to like maybe try to have a a further reach, a bigger reach. And I decided to jump into instructional coaching. And again, once I started that role, I'm like, wow, I was born to do this. Like, I love this so much. Being able to work with so many teachers and so many students and multiple different grade levels, it just gave me this new perspective on education and what an educator could do to make a difference and really help others. And then I just followed the leadership track into administration and absolutely love that role too. And I became um, an administrator of instructional coaching program. We started a coaching program from the ground up in a neighboring district from where I had been working. And it was so fun to be able to help teachers that were joining that coaching role for the first time and encouraging them to stretch out their reach and really be able to work alongside amazing educators and and help students all over the district. And then I got this beautiful, another beautiful opportunity to be able to even work with more educators, being able to travel and speak and share the wonderful things that we were doing in our district, but then later being picked up by my publisher to coach and educational authors. And so I get to use all these awesome things that I've learned all along the journey of my educational journey in one role alongside my passion, which is writing. And it's it's just a beautiful thing I get to do. And I'm so honored. I never take it for granted. I love being able to work with teachers. I love being able to work with students. I work with several districts right here in my area. And then I'll also get to mentor and coach novice educational authors and promote their work out into the world and help others to see the wonderful things that they are doing in their districts. So it has just been a wonderful little journey of education and my role professionally. You know, the the idea of 
helping educational authors um, be, become better writers, become help them find their voice. I, I, I've heard of uh, individuals doing that sort of thing for, um, you know, professional coaching for speakers and that sort of thing. But for authors, can can you talk a little bit about what that what that looks like? Because I, I think that's very interesting, and it seems like a a much needed. Uh, individual to to just kind of help somebody who has an idea but may not know how to get started is am I on the right track is that kind of that's exactly the right track so people um a lot of times educators will say you know I want to share my story about really know where to start but I feel like there's some things I'm doing in my classroom that's a bit different than others and I want to be able to have a bigger reach you know reach more students with this great strategy or this great thing and or they have a history like a great background story that they feel like might resonate with other teachers or other students. And so they will come to Dave Burgess Consulting and they will ask us, you know, do you think this is worth writing down or putting in a book? And a lot of times Dave will refer them to me. We will just talk and get their ideas out there, just brainstorm and help them to get started writing, putting it in what we like to call buckets, like finding and organizing your thoughts and putting them in buckets. And as you are trying new things, find out which bucket that might fit in. And buckets really just means like a Google Doc that maybe represents that topic. And then helping them to think organizationally, how would we package this together and make it to where other educators would, one, be able to read it and, you know, receive it, but also that they could apply it in their own learning setting, take it, tweak it, change it, make it fit their learners. And um, I'm just kind of the, the sounding board for all of that and kind of helping them to organize before they get all their stuff together and their thoughts down And sometimes they even have a lot of their thoughts down, just getting it all organized. So we can then pitch it to either publish or we can pitch it over to our editing department where they would, you know, if they've already signed on to write with us, then at that point, they're moving into editing and they would go to the beginning phases of uh, copy editing. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. They kind of work with me at the onset of brainstorming and then they come back to me right before we're going to ship the book into the world. And we talk about how to share that with educators to make it uh, understandable what the, what the readers are going to be able to receive from their book and what they're hoping that they will be able to take and apply to their learners. It's, it's a great kind of person to have in your corner because I think a lot of times people who want to write or, or go into become an author, they think they're you know on their own out there trying to figure it out. But to have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of uh, that has been through the process themselves, I think is is very helpful. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that about your book, um, "Be Real, Educate from the Heart." Um, do, I. I, I looked at the synopsis, but I was hoping you could kind of explain it a little bit more for the 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 people that are listening today. For sure. So Be Real, Educate from the Heart um, is my first book that I ever wrote. And um, it's a special book because it is part memoir and part strategy. And so Be Real is an acronym. It stands for being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. And I started thinking back to the mentors in my life, the teachers, the coaches in my life that really helped shape me into the person I am today. I didn't have a lot of support from my family. I grew up in a very abusive home life where 
um, home was not a safe place, but school was for me. And so I turned to people at school to help raise me, to help mentor me. And I'm like, what was it that made them so special to me that 40 years later, I'm still thinking about them. And I really think it was this. They were just so real. I could always relate to them. There were times they would expose vulnerability, but they allowed me to do the same. And they always felt approachable. And they taught me that no matter what I was going through, that every lesson in life is something we can learn and grow from. And um, being able to learn through life in the most adverse circumstances is powerful when you can take it and apply it and use it for good. And so I wanted to kind of share parts and pieces of my life in the book even though that was super personal. And I wanted to also share how, because of those circumstances, I was able to develop these new levels of empathy that helped me to relate to my learners from the youngest of learners when I taught elementary all the way to, you know, serving entire districts and in like districts all around the universe, like not the universe, but the US. Um, and so it's been, very eye-opening to like hear what the readers have to say about it. Um, a lot of times they'll read this and they're like, whoa, that is so personal. And I felt the same way when I wrote it. And I was really nervous about actually publishing it. But um, at the same time, right behind maybe a really personal story within the book, it'll share some really easy strategies for helping us to add that realness, if you will, in to the curriculum that we're teaching, like let them work simultaneously at the same time. It's not like social emotional learning is going to happen in this one hour, and then we're going to move to math, and then we're going to move, but it's integrating that building the relationships with our learners and building that culture where everyone feels safe to be real in the classroom um, with what we're already doing without making it feel like a whole nother thing that we have to do as educators, because we know we have a lot of things. So helping that to feel very seamless and also helping your learners to feel valued and their voices to feel a, very much a part of what you do in the classroom. So be real, educate from the hearts. It's just that you'll you'll get a personal story, you'll get some strategies, you'll get some applications. And I love how readers all over, not just the US, but actually all over the world have read this and like taken it and applied it in their way. Maybe they didn't have exactly the same kind of upbringing that I did, but maybe they have a student that does and it helps them to understand them just a little bit better to give them another perspective or the strategies that are embedded all throughout the book have just been helpful for building that culture of belonging in the classroom. We, over the last year, one of the questions when I, I do a lot of interviews for the association and one of the questions people or reporters would ask is about what, you know, what do teachers need right now? And they were looking for tangible physical things like money or supplies. And I said, you know, really a lot of teachers just need some empathy from the individuals in their community, from the parents in their community, uh, to have just a sense of, of what's happening in their school districts, that, that relationalness 
that I don't think uh, a lot of teachers have felt over the last year. And it sounds a little bit like that's, you know, that's what you're talking about. I being able to identify with, uh, with your students, understand what your students are going through sometimes, what your, uh, colleagues are going through sometimes. I, I think, uh, uh, even if, even if you think you know how to do that, sometimes I think it's helpful to find new strategies and new ways to do that. I, I know from personal experience, there have been years, I still teach, and there are years where I, I've taught in the classroom thought, I'm the greatest teacher in the world. And then the next semester you teach and you think, I've forgotten how to teach. And <laughs> what happened in the last month? And uh, having those, that, that the acronym, the the idea of relationship, relationalness, I think is is important. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how just, just a new strategy, like sometimes there's one strategy in be real that I call real plus the innovators compass. And it's just a series of questions written on a compass that you can work through with your learners takes about, it, it is kind of a longer activity. Most of the activities in here are really quick, but that's a 20 minute one. But what you learn from your learners in 20 minutes is stuff that would take you an entire year or semester to learn. And even then, we do this a lot of times in staff meetings. I've done it multiple times with my with my staff. And they were like, wow, I've worked with them for 20 years and I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And just knowing some parts and pieces of what our colleagues live and do every single day does give us those new levels, like we said, of empathy, but also just helps open our eyes to why some behaviors are the way that they are. Mm -hmm. And you become more understanding. You don't, you don't take things personal, you know, a little bit more about their lives and you're like, Oh, okay. Like that's understandable. Like if I was going through something like that, I might, you know, behave in that way. And learning that about our learners, super helpful as well, because as soon as we get to that place, then we can. And and when they start to learn about each other, that's when you really start to build that culture where everybody's like, okay, we're all going through some things Mm -hmm. and we're all, we all have some dreams and some goals too, because the, the compass doesn't just focus on like the rough stuff. It focuses on your dreams, your ambitions, your goals, what you value. And so learning all of that about people can really just give you a well-rounded idea of kind of what they, they live on the daily and being able to create, like I said, that culture of belonging where everybody feels like if you're absent, like mm-hmm. part of our puzzle, our puzzle isn't complete. Like we need the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think it's important. So if, if you're listening right now and uh, you're thinking, wow, this, I can't wait to, to hear Tara's keynote. And uh, that sounds really interesting. And so sure, you'll get the opportunity to to hear Tara at a convention. But one of the things that we've tried to emphasize and promote over the last, I'd say, four years, there were some years in there, of course, where we didn't get to do uh, what we call a deep dive, but we are back at it. And this, to me, is one of the most interesting and important things that we we can do at convention is if somebody wants to hear more about um, uh you know, what, what we're discussing now, and they want to spend a little more time, actually, not just a little more, basically an afternoon, uh, finding out more about, um, what, what you're sharing, they could go to our deep dive. 
And uh, I was I was hoping you could talk just a little bit about what you what you think the deep dive will look like this year for our members, because the reason we're doing this now and talking about it in early October is because we people need to sign up. If if we're going to have a deep dive, we need to make sure that we have the space and the room. And uh, so we, we want people to sign up now for the deep dive. And so I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about it so we can uh, get people in there. We, we have some, but we, we want even more if we can, if we can get them to sign up for it. For sure. So the deep dive, I plan to take um, just like what we were talking about just now, Real Plus Innovators Compass would be a perfect example, but multiple examples of how to integrate this realness, you, if you will, like seamlessly in any curriculum or any content area. It doesn't matter if you are teaching preschool or you're teaching 12th grade college or you're wanting to do this in your staff meetings or your professional development settings. Every strategy that we will talk about and go deeper with um, are things that you can easily do. It's discussion tools. It is um, just not just getting to know you, but actually diving into the content, whatever that is, even as an administrator, if it was the content I needed to deliver, it wasn't on an outline. I would deliver it in this way so that they could enter in interact with each other mm-hmm. and really be able to, you're doing two things at one time. You're giving them the, the information that they need to be successful and you're building those relationships at the same time. And it's every single strategy that we would do in the deep dive is going to be one of those. We will have a lot of hands-on. We will use technology and we'll have no technology. We will have both types of strategies. We will have inspiration and story in between. And how it, I've seen it work and, and brainstorm other ideas of how it can work. You will have a voice in this session as well. So it will not be a sit and get the whole time for three hours. It is going to be a little motivation, a strategy. We're going to try it. We're going to brainstorm how we could use it in different ways and different learning settings. And then we are going to do that multiple times to where you walk away with several things that you feel like you can use the very next day. And it's not something that. I, I, as much as I love learning and I love thinking deep and I love, you know, just diving into some nerdy science, it's not going to be that way in the session. It's going to be very practical things that you feel like, oh my goodness, I don't need a thousand materials to make this happen. Like I can literally do this tomorrow. It's just a way of framing this. It's just a way of organizing um, the thoughts that I share with the students or the learners and how they can receive that and um, respond to it. So I feel like the deep dive is just, I, first of all, I do this with multiple different districts around the U S and I have always like, and I'm really not trying to brag. It's something that this one particularly gets a lot of great feedback. Everyone just feels like I'm always hoping they take one strategy and they can use it in three hours that I feel like that would be awesome. And they're like, I just want to use all of them, or I want to use four of them, or they'll, they'll email me and show me pictures of using it with their staff or using it with their students. And that to me is um, helpful. And I hope that it helps the listeners here to know that you will walk away with at least something that you will be able to take and be able to apply in your learning setting. So I'm really looking forward to working with all of you. I can't wait to hear your stories. And every single time I do this deep dive, 
I learn from the participants of how they're going to apply it with their learners. It looks different in all the different in all the different capacities of education. And so it's it's just always wonderful to be able to reciprocate in that way. I share something and they share it back with how they're going to use it with their own with their own learners. One thing I, I know that a speaker doesn't necessarily say about themselves, even though it's a positive, um, but I can say I've watched your videos on your website. It will be high energy. If you're saying to yourself, oh, gosh, it's the afternoon after lunch, I'll be so tired. No, you're going to be awake. So, uh, you know, Tara, Tara may not be able to say I'm high energy, but she is. And you will enjoy the workshop. It will uh, keep you engaged, which to me is one of the most important things that a, a speaker or presenter can do. Um, so what I'll do is I'll share the link to your website so people can learn a bit, little bit more about the book, learn a little bit more about you, uh, see some of the, the videos, uh, that I'm talking about. And then also we'll, uh, share the link for the deep dive as well in the show notes. So, uh, people can get signed up because it will be well worth, re- well worth your time to, uh, spend some time listening to Tara talk about, uh, uh, some of the things we've talked about today, but certainly going more in depth on some of sure. those topics. So go ahead. Any, any Anything else you want to say, Tara, before we finish up? No, I just really hope you guys sign up. I think it's going to be so much fun. I, I love it when people leave the session or at the very end, they're like, what? It's already almost over. I mean, that's the best, that's the best sound you can hear from your students, right? Class is over. Yes. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to leave. But um, I am very excited. I can't wait to join you all. And, and the deep dive will definitely be a place where I would get to be a lot more personal with you. I would be able to visit with you, hear your stories as well in, in the breaks and different things like that. So definitely, hopefully you will enjoy it. You will sign up. You will join the keynote too. I um, didn't mention earlier, but I do have a picture book that will discuss a little bit about how this could be integrated into the learning setting too. It's Cannonball In, and it's all about taking risk, jumping in, and and not worrying about the fear within and also the critics that seem to surround us, no matter what age of learner we are. When we're trying something new, it never feels that we kind of want to resort to something that we feel more comfortable. And she is just that way in the book, the main character. She just wants to stay in the shallow end, but she really wants to be a jumper. She's just like torn until she does it and feels very confident, but is immediately shot down by some critics on the sidelines, the dabblers. And so I love this story because I feel like all of our students could learn from it, but it's it's really not written just for children. It's written for all ages, where even in this setting, where we're going to learn some new some new strategies, some new things that we can try in our classroom. But it and it may feel like we're taking a little risk, but it's important for us just to make our splash anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never we never know the far reaching effects of our splash as an educator, and I think that's really important for us to think about when we are coming to these events, we're coming to the convention and we're we're hoping to get inspired to try something new. We're also pretty burnout because life is busy and happening. And so keeping all in all of that in mind, I think educators, I hope that you are just reminded that you are making a huge impact on all the students and learners that you have the opportunity to serve. And even if our cannonball isn't as big as like the 300 pounders cannonballs, then it's 
still like this little girl was only 60 pounds. So she was not making as big a splash as some of the bigger people out there, but she was still making waves. And that is what we're doing as educators. We're still making a difference. And our students, our learners are watching everything that we do. So creating an atmosphere where they can feel like they belong. They feel like they can be real and you're going to be real with them as well. And you are going to push them forward and help them to grow all at the same time as teaching them the high stakes standards, which is what we do every day. That is a cannonball if I ever heard of one. And I am so excited to be a part of education today and also to encourage our learners to do just that, just to cannonball in, to take those risks and to know that you are making a difference in the world. There are um, on your website, there are links, of course, for both books. And typically we we sell the books as well at, at convention. And I'm sure that we are doing that uh, again. D- Dina hasn't talked to me about that, but I'm the one that ends up selling them. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that we're doing that again uh, the way we always do, because we will have many, many members who don't have a book yet who would like to have one when they get to convention. Tara, thank you. I, I took up more time than I was expecting, I, but I really enjoyed speaking with you. I, I look forward to meeting you in person at convention, but thank you for for spending time this morning talking to us about uh, Be Real, also talking about the keynote uh, uh, speech, and then finally, uh, the deep dive that you're going to be doing for us uh, in the afternoon on Friday after a convention kind of wraps up. So for sure. Thank uh, you so much for having me. I, I can't wait to join you. Well, good. I, I think you'll enjoy convention. It's a it's a good time. Uh, I we're slowly getting back to uh, what is what we consider a traditional normal convention. I'm, I'm hoping that that will be the case this year. And I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in person there as well. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, look for another episode of MSTA Presents next week. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thanks.